his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. America faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. Welcome to this week's edition of the Insane Things Podcast, where I run down the insane things that happened this week. There's only two criteria. The thing has to be insane, and it's got to be something we've not seen before, either in our country or the world, ever, or in our lifetimes. It's a commentary on the times we live in. Ted, I can do this every week. Let's get started. Insane thing number one. The Supreme Court just ruled the EPA doesn't have the authority to destroy the energy grid and plunge us into a Venezuela-style depression complete with rolling blackouts and hospitals without enough energy to do surgeries, just like in Venezuela. In fact, the plan the Democrats were pursuing via the EPA before the Supreme Court stopped them was eerily similar to the one the socialists enacted when they took over Venezuela. I swear the Democrats are following their playbook. To understand how utterly awesome this Supreme Court ruling is, we got to go back a few months. To the shocking, and it is shocking announcement, by the North American Electric Reliability Corporation. They're the big government entity that monitors our grid, announcing that for the first time, the power grid would be at or nearly at full capacity. So we could expect Venezuela-style rolling blackouts across the heart of the country. During the hottest month, i.e. July. Oh, and if we have a really cold winter, yeah, rolling blackouts then too. What? On earth? We've never seen this before. How do we get here? What most people don't realize is back during the Obama administration, they decided to eliminate coal and then natural gas. Like, completely? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, by 2035, coal, which makes up 22% of our electric capacity, or did at the time, yeah, that'd be totally wiped out by 2030. What will we replace it with? Theoretically, wind and solar, except we didn't really build enough of that. So, nothing. Stick with me. This story has an end that will make liberals cry and you dance with joy. So anyway, during the Obama administration, his EPA decided that they'd use a capping system under the Clean Energy Act to basically just regulate these coal fire plants out of existence. And between 2011 and 2019, they shut down 50 of them, which they replaced with nothing. They converted another 100, but that 50 left us reeling. In 2019 alone, while the Trump administration battled them to stop it, he had to fight his own EPA, it's the bureaucrats entrenched in there, we shut down 12 
this is why we're now, uh, you know, heading into rolling blackouts. How bad was it going to get? Fox Business sounded the alarm a month ago. In a piece you could read for yourself, it'll stand your hair on end. Published May 10th called Electric Grid Operators Warn of Potential Summer Blackouts. Coal plant closures must completely stop as nationwide summer blackouts loom, energy advocates say. Wait, what? The toll of the 50 plants and coal facilities being shut down was about to be registered with the American people. Even worse, the article warned. And again, this is back in May. 80 more coal fire plants were slated to close across 14 states in the next six years. Wait, we're going to have rolling blackouts this summer and then close 80 more coal fire power plants? Yes, never mind that coal in May made up 21% of the energy mix. And there would be almost nothing it was replaced with. Here's Fox News' Jeff Flock doing a report on it at the time. Electric grid operators all across the country warning of potential blackouts this summer. Oh, no. All right, what's the problem, Jeff? Uh, shutting down too many plants, nuke plants and uh, uh, coal-fired plants. We're shutting too many of these down. Take a look at the numbers on specifically coal-fired plants. In the next six years, uh, across 14 states, we will shut down 80 coal-fired plants coal-fired plants. Uh, and people say, we don't have enough new generation coming online to replace it. We t- what the Obama EPA had done, and the bureaucrats continued to do under Trump, was to say, okay, we're going to write a cap system program here and just force these plants out of operation with it using the Clean Air Act. Well, the Clean Air Act never authorized the EPA to do any such thing. They just made it all up. So Trump ordered him to knock it off. It ended up in court and, and Trump just won before the Supreme Court. The good news, that'll spare us the Armageddon of 80 more closing. Just so you can understand the full bark at the moon insanity of what the Democrats were planning. Here's John Kerry, Biden's climate czar, reveling in it, explaining how by 2030, we just won't use coal. You mean you'll eliminate 21% of our energy sources? Uh Uh-huh. With next to nothing to replace it? Uh Uh-huh. And Kerry doesn't even care. By 2030 in the United States, we won't have coal. We will not have coal plants. Mm. We're the largest oil and gas producer in the world, but we're saying we're going to be carbon-free in the power sector by 2035. Not anymore, sucker. The Supreme Court just chop-blocked you. But did you hear the end there? Wait, wait, wait. We're going to get rid of coal by 2030. We're going to get rid of the rest of it by 2035? Yeah, they plan to get rid of the natural gas by then. Folks, this is how radical they are. Tucker Carlson was right. This is not a political party. This is a doomsday cult. And they've got a grip on the country. A country that still yet does not fully understand. Again, the full bark at the moon level of insanity of these people. Just to revel in how big this win was, what would that have been like if they were allowed to close those 80 coal fire facilities in the next six years after we began experiencing rolling blackouts this summer? Here's former oil executive Joe Petrowski describing it from Maria Bartiromo last month. You think what's going on with gasoline prices is bad? He said, wait till you see what it's going to be like rolling blackout-wise when the EPA is done 
and they're just getting started. Oh, I think that's going to be the next big crisis, and it's going to make what's happening in in uh, liquid fuels look like a speed bump in the shopping mart parking lot compared to what will happen to electricity. We're shutting down coal okay. plants, so and and natural uh-huh. gas is now seven dollars, going to ten. So we are okay. going to have huge spike in electric prices. That is the bullet we dodged. How bad was it going to get? Steve Forbes, I had him on the podcast uh, earlier in the week, uh, some of his audio, forecasting a doubling of electricity prices this winter. That'll still happen, but it won't get worse. Because the Supreme Court knocked this back to Congress, it didn't force the reopening of the plants. They'll sue to try to do that, and they'll wrangle over it for a couple of years. That's still going to leave us high and dry this summer, And this fall, what has to happen next? It's ridiculous we need someone to spell this out for us. Um, But that was spelled out by Power the Future Executive Director, Daniel Turner. Any uh, plans to remove uh, nuclear plants or coal-powered plants or natural gas plants uh, that are slated to be closed, that has to be completely suspended. And secondly, many coal plants and nuclear plants can come back online. They haven't been, they've maybe been turned off and decommissioned but they haven't been been torn down. Now consider this last insane, shocking fact. How big a gaping wound would this have dealt the country if the Supreme Court didn't stop it? Let's go back to May 31st, when India flat out announced they were reopening 100 coal mines. 200 facilities total, uh, counting the mines and the processing centers. Why was India doing this? If you notice, it's reopening 100 coal mines. Wow. Okay, what are they doing? They were planning to take our manufacturing, figuring, well, if we kneecap 21% of our energy, we're not going to be able to manufacture affordably anymore, really at all with the rolling blackouts. They're not wrong. And so they began opening coal facilities right and left and right and left and right and left, scrambling to meet the demand that they would need to meet because they anticipated and openly said this in their media that our manufacturing would have to move there. Because they wouldn't be able to operate here. That's how nuts this got. India flat out called itself a bad boy and didn't make any apology for it. This is a quote from India's coal secretary. Quote, earlier we were hailed as bad boys because we were promoting fossil fuel. And now we are in the news that we are not supplying enough of it, he said. Talking about, wow, we're going to meet this manufacturing demand from the manufacturing that will move from the U.S. Uh, to India. He's saying, like, look, now... We're going as fast as we can. Suckers. We just beat you at the Supreme Court. Maybe we'll get to keep our manufacturing. Who knows? His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at penfed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. That leads us to insane thing number two this week, which is closely related. Biden's climate advisor, Gina McCarthy, cheered, cheered that there have been tens of thousands of jobs lost in the fossil fuel industry. Little over 50,000 in just the last year. She was giddy 
that the coal industry lost 7,100 jobs just in the past year. Again, jokes on her. That news came before the Supreme Court announcement. But unfortunately, there's nothing we can do about this part. She was also giddy that 31,000 petroleum jobs were lost in the last year. That's from a CNN article called Fuel, Fossil Fuel Industry Cuts Jobs in 2021 Despite Growth in Production. Energy Department reports 31,000 jobs gone. Those are onshore and offshore. Why are they gone? Because a lot of what the industry does is exploration. And Joe Biden closed off major parts of the country. What does that mean? We'll see the effects of that for years to come on oil production in the U.S. So there's a place they're still winning. We have opportunities now to transfer to clean energy in a way that grows thousands of jobs. Mm-hmm. We now, we just had a, a recent report that was put out that's showing all of the energy and the employment stats from last year. Clean energy is winning. Fossil fuels losing jobs. We're gaining them every step of the way. She was practically giddy. But here's the problem. Remember, between nuclear, coal, and petroleum, over 50,000 jobs lost, right? Here's the problem with that. They didn't replace it with much because solar and wind only makes up 12% of our energy production. It can't come close to replacing what they're shutting down or wanted to before the Supreme Court ruling anytime soon. So, yeah, she's excited For instance, offshore and land-based wind jobs grew nearly 3%. But what is that? Just 3,300 jobs. See the problem there? We're not anywhere close to replacing the 84% of our energy that comes from fossil fuels. As these lunatics cheer, as the people we need to bring it online, lose our jobs. Number three was our most insane thing this week. I just wanted to put the good news first. Number three was what Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell warned us, it's jaw-dropping. He's been mumbling some pretty scary things in recent weeks, which is very out of character for him. He's usually extremely measured in milk toast, which is why I've paid so much attention to it. In the last month, he's told us that our wages will have to decrease, warned us a lot of us will have to lose our jobs to fix the inflation that his Federal Reserve caused by running the printing press, like drunken fools. Oh, And that will experience pain. I've covered all of that in this podcast. But what he said this week was the scariest of all. America, is it coming back? The way we lived, the pre-pandemic economy, he called it. It's not coming back. Like, ever? Ever. Of course, he lied about it in the way they lie. He said the pandemic forever altered the economy. That's not what happened. The $5 trillion that whore printed for Congress pretty much destroyed the dollar, as he admitted in a separate speech about a week ago. He said the dollar's place in the world would be forever changed, and we might even have to go to digital currency to shore it up. He's dropping this terrible news on the American people bit by bit, and it's only really being covered in the financial pages. The American people aren't really catching it, but it gets worse. This inflation that's making us all so miserable, which again was personally created by Powell, running the printing press for Congress like a drunken fool, printing trillions of dollars for bills that had no real dollar funding. That's what caused all this. And Powell's out there acting like it just happened, and he didn't see it coming. If Americans knew, folks, I'm serious, if Americans understood that he is the guy who did it, 
and they had his address, they'd be out in front of the Fed with pitchforks. Good thing for him, they haven't figured it out yet. Anyway, Powell was sitting on a panel with European Central Bank President Christine Lagarde when Lagarde dropped the next bombshell, which Powell agreed with, that that inflation that's terrorizing us all isn't going away. Like, ever? Like, ever. You got to understand the EU printed money like drunken fools too. Their inflationary rates are beginning to look like ours. Here's what she said. I don't think we're going back to that pre-COVID period of low inflation. What did that mean? Now, look, we've always had some inflation, okay? It's always consistently been beneath 2%. Uh, It usually runs around low ones because we've always printed, right? What she's saying is prices will always escalate. You will always be trying to catch them with your wages. What does that mean? We're going to be poor or we're going to be a lot poorer than they were. Now, I want to add the silent part in to what both these people are saying. Inflation not going away. Struggle forever. The American lifestyle, gone. Pre-pandemic economy in the U.S. and Europe, gone. But what's the silent part they didn't add out loud? As long as we're in power. Who is we? The Biden administration and the Greens that run Europe. There are plenty of ways to fix this. I've detailed them before. They won't be easy, but we would have to tap full bore our natural resources. That's not going to happen under Biden. It's the fight of the future. It's not just a fight for a good lifestyle. It'll be a fight for survival by the time these people are done. But there was there is a way out. We just have to get the American people to understand what it is. Insane thing number four. We're in a recession. How do I know that? Same way I told you in December that we would have negative growth in the first quarter, a full three months ahead of the rest of the media, because the regional federal reserves always tell the truth. All you have to do is look at what they're saying to know what was going on. And in December, they were saying negative growth first quarter and cha-ching, it happened. What are they saying now? Atlanta Federal Reserve, negative growth second quarter. What's two quarters of negative growth? A recession. We're already well into one. The media is just play acting when they pretend they don't know that. Inflation in a recession. Most of us haven't seen that in our lifetimes. And that's what Legrand and Jerome Powell are talking about. The American lifestyle, it's gone. Or it will be, as long as they're in charge. Finally, we get to insane thing number four. Remember when Circleback Saki explained to us, Joe Biden's spokesperson, that two-thirds of inflation was energy prices. And remember how I've told you exhaustively that a big chunk of the high cost of diesel and oil and gasoline is the Russian sanctions. That we took our oil off the market first, that really hurt through Biden's 70 regulations that he added executively. But then we barred the Russian oil from the market. What did that mean? It mean it jacked the price up of all the rest of the oil on the market. It also made Russia rich and funded the Ukraine war because Putin, just as I predicted, turned right around and sold it on the black market to India and China at the jacked up prices Joe Biden caused by sanctioning it in the first place. If we actually wanted to win the Ukraine war, which let me assure you we do not, guess what we would do? We would put our 15 million barrels back on the world market a day. We'd open up drilling full throttle. We'd take Biden's regulation off, go back to the Trump era drilling, and in six months, we'd have poor Putin at $55 a barrel. Good luck paying for the Ukraine war then, but we don't want this war to end. 
we needed is cover for the destruction being done by the Green New Deal agenda. And so we continue to enrich Putin. Again, I first pointed this out to you over a month ago when two liberal financial publications, Bloomberg and the Financial Times of London, both concluded in the same week that the Russian sanctions were badly hurting the United States middle class, jacking up the price of oil, while at the same time enriching Russia, which could now sell its oil for more money. On this very Battleground podcast, I told you, when I, when I broke the news, okay, watch them. See if we lift the sanctions. See if anyone in Washington says a thing. Nobody did. Not even the usual suspects of Rand Paul and Jim Jordan. Nope. Why? Because the Democrats need Putin as cover, and the Republicans want to keep gasoline prices high through the midterm so they can win without hardly trying. What's remarkable is that I was just about the only one saying this until Joe Biden admitted it in this remarkable exchange that Americans are paying more at the pump for this disastrous foreign war that Biden's trying to get into. That's not only costing us billions of dollars in printed cash to pay for in Ukraine, but is also making us broke at the pump. It was a remarkable exchange. Listen. How long is it fair to expect American drivers and drivers around the world to pay that premium for this war? As long as it takes. So Russia cannot, in fact, defeat Ukraine. Wow. Did you hear that? It was too much, even for CNN. Listen to this exchange with a CNN host and Brian Deese, a Biden advisor who attempted to explain why Americans should be cool about going broke to help the Ukrainians. Never mind that there's no national security interest for the U.S. and Ukraine. There would be if Russia was in Mexico, but they're not. The military analyst, the director of national intelligence, uh, they say that this could be a long e a war measured in years. And is it sustainable? What do you say to those families who say, listen, we can't afford to pay four eighty five a gallon for months, if not years. This is just not sustainable. Well, what you heard from the president today was a clear articulation of the stakes. This is about the future of the liberal world order, and we have to stand firm. So that's what we're buying at the gas pump. The liberal world order by a bunch of liberals who hate us. You know what this all sounds like? My co-host Lee Rogers pointed this out on the show today. It sounds a lot like the Great Reset. We're never going back to the economic prosperity we enjoyed, says Jerome Powell. You will pay at the pump for the liberal world order and be poor and like it for years. And then... There was what Vladimir Putin warned us two weeks ago now in a speech that's still rattling around in my head. I hope it's not true. He said that Western countries, mainly talking about the EU and America, had committed economic suicide with their currencies, had debased and destroyed them, had destroyed their own lifestyles. He said that when the people figured it out, they would rise up in populist revolts against them. He said it would be a tectonic shift. Is he right? The most chilling thing Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell keeps saying is that he can't guarantee a soft landing. What does a hard landing look like? Is that what Vladimir Putin was describing? Phrase wrong. Things, as we know it, are about to get insane. Battleground America.
with Tara Servatius. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this... Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.